uh, you know, all of us on this call are achieving amazing things and at such a high level. So if we, if that's possible and, you know, some of the other tycoons out there, like I really look up to Richard Branson as well, like how, how do they do what they do in, in such a small amount of time? Because we all have the same 168 hours. We just have to find the highest leverage use of our time. So that got me in student works. Just how can I, how can I do the things that add the most value and outsource everything else? And that's how I built a really big team of people because I knew that top down, if we had more people with that ambition and they want to make money and I can support that through the business model, then I would happily pay people, you know, 20, sometimes my marketers were making 50 bucks an hour, but I knew that, that the value of my time was a lot higher than that. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. So I am super excited. This is the first time um, we've we've ever had multiple people on our podcast. And one of the things we just wanted to do today was, was just highlight some of the amazing people who are coming out, and especially some of the incredible young people who are coming out and getting unbelievable uh, impact and success in the world. So who we have here today is um, Adil Jahari, who uh, runs a company called uh, Rydell Roofing. Um, uh, it's going to be recognized as one of the Canada's fastest startups in Canada. Uh, this is his sixth year in business. He's uh, they, he expects to sell over ten million dollars in a business in uh, roofing in the Ottawa area. Um, we have uh, James Spedek, who uh, um, is is d doing all sorts of businesses online. I hear he's just launching a YouTube channel that I'm sure he'll talk about. Um, he he runs a business called BNB Mastery program online for coaching, speaking, um, and, uh, and uh, then we also have uh, Matt Andrews, Matthew Andrews. Matt uh, has two businesses that he runs, Griffin uh, Homes. Uh, so he's an acquisition and asset manager with Griffin Homes, um, managing uh, well over a, a million dollars worth of properties, and Stay Valet uh, a business systems. And there, what a, you know, so first of all, welcome, gentlemen. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, great. And so one of the things that I was going to do, and why don't I keep that order? We'll just keep rolling through on that order is, is just a, a just a brief autobiography from each of you and, and really talking about what they feel the best lesson they learned from the student works management program uh, that supported your success, you know, where you are now. Um, uh, and, and a brief explanation of, of just what you're, what you're doing, um, in your business, uh, now, and then also what, where, where it's morphing to, where it's going to, uh, you know, moving forward. Cause it really is, uh, it, it really is, uh, amazing what you guys are up to. So, uh, Adel. Perfect. Um, yeah, I guess, uh, one, I'd, I'd like to start off with James. It's funny that he has the be more behind him. Uh, we actually on every single shirt, uh, any of our installers wears, uh, on the back of it, it says be more because we're always trying to encourage them to, you know, to be a better version of themselves. So it's just very interesting how that just came up. Um, but, uh, so Adel, I, did, did you know that, did you know that be more is, is, is James actually has that on his arm? He, he, he has a tattoo. No. No, you didn't. No, I actually, I didn't come up with it. It's actually one of one of our managers came up with it because we introduced this program to, um, you know, better promote safety, production, customer service, reliability, those types of incentives. And we called it the Be More campaign in our company to basically encourage all of our installers to, to be more. So it's just, it's funny that it's, it's there and it's uh, something I'm, I guess I'm familiar with the terms. So it's, uh, um, yeah, I love it. And, uh, and I guess to, to work my way back, uh, you know, student works, if I was just to say kind of one thing about it, I would say just it really taught me how to hustle. You know, that's, uh, that, that's probably one of the biggest things uh, on top of the hundred other things that I, I learned. But the biggest thing that really 
kind of comes to my mind when you ask that question would be just the uh, the ability to just be able to grind. And and I and I learned that at, at Stonewalls, and I didn't have that before the program, and and it, and it just got progressively um, better and better as I went through my first year and then into my second year. Um, so, uh, so that, that would be, uh, that would be probably the biggest thing I'd mention there. And then moving on to, uh, to quickly go over, um, our, our current business. So right all roofing is still, uh, I would say, uh, taken up, uh, about 70% of my focus at the moment. Right. And, uh, and now one, like I mentioned, we're projecting to do a little bit over $10 million in sales. So, uh, we're pretty excited about that. Uh, we have big goals for, for the following year and we're actually already prepping for the following year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, just cause it seems like we're, we're really a- ahead on our targets this year. So we have the flexibility to kind of, uh, to start really thinking ahead. Um, and, uh, and moving on, I, uh, you know, I have a, a few other projects that are on the go. Um, one, uh, one particular is I'm, I'm trying to create, um, a little bit of an, uh, let's say an infrastructure within a ride all roofing company that would allow me to be able to get into other businesses easily. Um, and to give you an example, we've been able to really systemize our marketing, uh, our sales, our accounting, our hiring, um, overall our, our management within the business. So what I'm doing is I'm taking each one of those departments and I'm actually converting it into its own business where we're able to not only manage uh, Rydell Roofing as a client of that business, but also be able to take on other businesses. And from that, create uh, a little bit of a, a structure behind if somebody approaches me with a business idea or if I come up with a business idea, we're able to kind of put it through this uh, almost like a conveyor belt type system. And we have all the resources and all the businesses to be able to, to take that idea or take that business, uh, be it new or already existing, and, 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 and give it the best shot at becoming successful. Oh, that's awesome. That's really exciting. That's really exciting. And, and clearly you must be developing really some awesome people in your team to be able to handle some of these, these different spaces. Cause, cause it, for, for all our young leaders, you know, it, it you know, it might, it, it probably just sounds pretty awe-inspiring. Here's this 26 year old running a $10 million business and saying, Oh, here's next, here's what's next. How's that friggin' possible? Well, how it's possible is you've got, you must've developed and be developing a really amazing team. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. I would say our, our, our team, especially this year and every year we add, um, we add more and more people to our team. Um, yeah, our, our team and the company is unbelievable and they're just so, uh, they're so into this movement as well. They're so supportive and they're so on board where, you know, uh, we obviously, we hired them on to take on one business and now we're switching things up and we're planning on doing more with it. And they're just super excited by it. Uh, the culture that, uh, that, that we have at the company is just, it's, uh, it's very like team family focused where we're all like in it to grind it out. And I don't know if they, they got that because they always see me in that mentality and in that mindset. Um, but everybody, everybody in the company is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, I think leadership, leadership trickles down. So if that's what you're bringing, you're modeling that and that gets modeled. So, uh, so that's awesome. So, so thank you, thank, thank you, Adel. And, 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 uh, so James, James Fedek, uh, uh, B&B mastery program. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, um, like probably one of the biggest things that I, that I learned from student works that I'm applying now day to day is like just the ability to learn and be a good mentee. Um, so right now, like my, my main business that takes up the majority of my, of my focus um, is BNB Mastery Program. And so that's basically, I used a system uh, that was actually created by another guy named Sam Ovens uh, to get the business launched off the ground and actually start. Um, basically, what we do is we, we uh, train people how to manage other people's properties on Airbnb. We have an online training program that teaches people that. Um, so initially, I started that business managing other people, uh, other people's properties on Airbnb, and then transitioned to coaching, and then transitioned to uh, into what it is now. Um, and so we'll do just over a million dollars this year in uh, in course sales, and um, like a large part of that, the ability to scale that up and and have it work really well with the with the paid advertising that we're running and everything else was just because I essentially just uh, just blindly trusted the the system that was established because I knew that 
um, that the guy that I'm learning from knew what it knew what he was doing and had had success and had students who were really successful before. Um, and so even though some of it was counterintuitive to me, I just went with it and it worked out really exceptionally well. And even right now, um, like I'm growing my sales team and we just hired two new salespeople. Um, and we did that using a, a consulting firm uh, that basically is working with them and training them and coaching them. And I know that they know a lot better than me how to tra- hire and train and manage salespeople um, specifically for this type of sales uh, because that's their bread and butter and it's what they do. And they came highly, re- uh, highly recommended to me. So it's been phenomenal. The guys are like absolutely rocking it and they've only been on the go for two weeks now and their close rate is 20% for one of them and 40% respectively, which is um, really, really good for the, uh, for the industry and for what we're, what we're looking for. Um, so that's been really, really cool. And then um, alongside of that, I, at the end of last year, um, bought into a business called Learn Airbnb. It's a really complimentary business. It's a blog business um, that basically is all about um, uh, Airbnb hosting. And so we launched uh, a training program along with that and basically doubled the, the company's uh, revenue since I, uh, since I bought into it. And then we also got um, a deal with, uh, with uh, the Dummies brand from Wiley. Uh, so we're writing Airbnb for Dummies over the next couple months here. And then uh, also launching an audio course with a, a tech startup out of uh, at a Silicon Valley. Um, so there's kind of a couple different really cool things on the go. And we're basically just trying to dominate the entire Airbnb space and go, be, become... And at this point, we sort of are the go-to resource for anything uh, that anyone wants to learn about Airbnb hosting. I love, I love it, James. And I love one of the things that the, the, the first concept that you shared is really the sharing of I just trusted somebody, you know, first of all, you did your due diligence. You know, I remember you calling me about James, you know, about, about the decision. And it was a big decision. It was a lot of money uh, when you bought into Sam Albans's course at consulting.com. And, and then you just, you just release yourself. Well, gee, is that the right way to do it? I don't know. You know, and it's, it's, it really is funny when you say, oh, you know, um, you know, I needed to trust these people about, about hiring, training salespeople. I'm like, what, James? That's actually what we do. You, you were an amazing rock star general manager in our business. So what do you mean you know how to do that? But no, it's different. Like it's a different type of sale. So having somebody who's a real expert in that area can make all the difference, right? To, to really add on to all the things that you're doing. So is that, is that awesome? So, so thanks, for, thanks for sharing that uh, piece of wisdom with our uh, young leaders. So Matt, yeah, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, I'm... Always just so happy to be a part of anything student works. Like if you talk to anybody that I've spoken with about student works, I am probably the biggest advocate because this was the single most life-changing event for me and kind of brought me to to where I am today. So two real big lessons I got from it um, was that confidence that you know I could go and create something. Be be the author of my own life in that there is we go from 18 year olds never running a business before in our life to going and you know for all of us here six figure businesses in the course of the summer and just to know that we could do that that gave me a lot of confidence in order to to go and do uh do the things that I'm kind of up to right about now the the second biggest thing is um or really the the biggest is the relationships are everything value. Like as in the program, I knew it intellectually and I would always teach uh, all of our um, employees and all of our trainees that it's just so important that about that. But over time being in business, just recognizing that that's how everything comes to fruition is by collaborating with other people. Um, in my f- First and second year, I was, you know, how do I, how do I really go for it with all my goals? But when it really started changing for me was when I could see how, how can we win together? And that's what kind of brought me into the field that I'm in right now is real estate investing. So actually, Corey McKinnon, who was vice president of Student Works when I was um, going through the program, now a really close friend and we've partnered actually on some real estate. So yeah, Corey and I, Corey really inspired me to get into real estate investing. When I was in my second year, he retired in his mid thirties. 
something I'd never seen anybody do before. So I started talking with him and he showed me the, uh, the ropes of real estate investing, so to say. And really what I saw was lifestyle by design. And that's something that I'm super passionate about now is uh, how do I create the ideal life, not just for myself, but for my venture partners. And that's kind of led me to building this multi-million dollar real estate portfolio that we have now. We've got most of our properties in my hometown of Windsor, but we're now just properties overseas, which I'm really excited about because love to travel and just see a lot of opportunity. Uh, we're also looking into getting some land up north and doing some land development and would love to get into building eco-homes uh, where just really amazing designs that are great for the environment and also you know really fun to live in, something unique, something new to a space that's been pretty old. And uh, yeah, between that, just like uh, the rest of us here, I've got a few other projects on the go as well. Now that we've got a really good system and a way to uh, automate things and it's it's going pretty well, starting to partner up with other people on other businesses like that uh, Airbnb with uh, my good friend John with Stay Valley. We actually uh, called up James one day to uh, to get a little bit of coaching and advice from James. Yep. Thanks a lot for that, James. That was that was really helpful. And uh, also now starting to team up with other people in with other businesses as more of a venture partnership. So I'm a co-owner on a local real estate team that's uh, growing really fast and, and doing some some really amazing things. And starting to get into some coaching as well. So that's that's where I'm at. That's kind of where I'm going. And yeah, I I really attribute much of what I've learned and the confidence to to take me there to to StudentWorks. Well, that's that's I'm 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 inspired. I'm sure our young leaders, you know, I, I think you guys are like 25, 26 years old. So so uh really, really inspiring what you guys are are up to. And 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 as well, like continuing to create, you know, continue to share, continue to collaborate. Um, it's it's awesome. So um, the next topic is discuss the goals and objectives each of you had going into the program versus at the end of the program and moving on goals to continue their business, moving to new uh, new ventures. Um, discuss how those goals changed throughout your time with StudentWorks and then they, how they adapted to the ups and downs of business to accomplish your goals. So uh, we'll jump back to, to Adam. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's actually a great, uh, great topic. And, uh, you know, when I, when I think about uh, goals, my goals or goals in general, um, or even taking it into the goals that I had when I entered into StudentWorks, at that time, I believe that the goals that I set to myself were really high, you know, and the way that I viewed where I wanted to see myself uh, through the program or throughout my life was at a, at a certain level. Um, and that level at that time, I viewed it at a, as, as a 10 out of 10 level. And then here I am, I'm 18 years old, I enter the program and I just get surrounded by like a bunch of, I call them beasts, you know, like just, just absolute, you know, uh, rock stars that, that their goals compared to mine are like, what, you know, like they're, they're just so much higher and they're so much more ambitious. And, and, uh, and, uh, like myself talking right now, I, I look back then and I was looking up to particular people within the program and that were after the program. And it just kind of opened up, it opened up my eyes to, to kind of how low I set my goals at the time. And, and that's when I started to set my goals to be higher and higher. So, and, and that actually kind of happens to me every single year where I, uh, more either through, uh, knowledge or through partnerships or through just, uh, just experiences, uh, I tend to just look at life and just get this like new enlightenment of, uh, of where, of where I see myself going. So uh, for me, currently, I would say my goal is to be able to um, to have uh, to have a, 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 I would say a, an infrastructure, you can call it a business or a building that anybody can walk into if they have a new idea or an existing business. And I'm able to not only coach them and help develop their idea, 
but put them through with the right types of people in order to make them successful. And just being able to kind of pass on all the experience and the, and the coaching and the, and, the, and the wisdom that I've learned over my years and be able to pass that on to other people that are, that are trying to, you know, to do the same thing. Awesome. Awesome. That's so, so, so exciting. And, and I, I just love how, again, the network um, just, just lets us see how, how we can all be so much more powerful, mm-hmm. right? Just how, how we all can just accomplish so much more. And uh, um, there really is a, there really is a space of, of we see each other, uh, see, we see ourselves, you know, too small, like we're just so capable of so many, so many more things. Mm-hmm. And, and when you hang out people uh, like, like this, you, you really get, wow, this is what I can do. So that's just awesome. Yeah, so, no, exactly. Respect. James. Yeah, I guess for, it's funny for me, I, I, I remember really clearly um, when I first came into student works, my, like, I didn't have a really clear picture of where I wanted to go in my life or what I wanted to do career wise is why I did a business degree um, when I started out because I just thought, hey, this is like really general and it can be wildly, widely applicable. Businesses can be just about anything. Um, and so when I came in, like I had this, this vision in my head of like success is just like making $100,000 a year. And that's kind of like all the, the clarity or like depth that I really had to it. And I came in and like, um, I remember it's like similar to, to Adel's experience, like just being surrounded by people who are thinking so much bigger. And like when I had a goal of doing a hundred thousand dollars in my, in my business that first year, um, like people were like, I was, I was kind of like middle of the pack doing, uh, doing that. Um, it felt like, and so really, really interesting to just be like surrounded by people who are thinking so much bigger and then to realize just how much I was capable of. Um, and to realize that like, I thought that running a hundred thousand dollar business was something that um, like an adult could do, but that like me as a kid, how could I, how could I do that? And so to prove myself wrong, go and do that in the first year with no experience prior to it. um, Like that just kind of showed me, wow, I'm thinking really, really small. Um, And after leaving student works, after being a GM and everything else, like um, I just had like way bigger goals in terms of not just financially what I want to, to accomplish, but also just like what it, what I'd be able to accomplish in my life in terms of like happiness and fulfillment and like the impact that I could make. And rather than going, Hey, I'm just going to, you know, work a job where I kind of like it. And like, hopefully I have some free time to spend with family and make some decent money. It's like, no, I want to be doing something that I absolutely love. That's making a great impact. That gives me freedom of my time that I can travel the world that I can like make a, like a, a ridiculous amount of money, like all these huge, huge goals. Um, and it's crazy how quickly a lot of those things can be, um, can be achieved. I'm finding. And like now one of my big drivers is like the, the big goal that I, that I've had for a couple of years has been to actually make a dent in disrupting and reforming the education system, which in my mind, like just doesn't really leave people that well equipped to, um, in like in the pursuit of happiness and fulfillment. Um, and I remember, I remember when I first, I traveled to Thailand and I remember sitting down and writing this out and having no idea how I was really going to do it, but just kind of taking a guess at what it might look like. And now it's just kind of laid itself out in front of me based on the progress that I've made so far. And um, I think the next step for me after all this Airbnb stuff is really going to be to develop, um, develop trainings around uh, showing people how to make an income off of something that they're passionate about, whether that's um, whether that's through high ticket online courses, which are not what I do, low ticket online courses, which is what my business partner does ex- exceptionally successfully, um, through an online blog, which is something that we're doing really successfully, um, or through a YouTube channel, uh, which is something that I'm endeavoring into to, uh, to add that to the basket of knowledge that I have um, so that we can kind of make an online university where people can come and take whatever area they're passionate about and find the vehicle that best suits them, whether that's whichever one of those different vehicles. And then go and take that and, and turn into a full time income from something that they actually really enjoy. Because I like just fundamentally believe that if someone is passionate about something and they're actually good at it and they have a skill developed in it, there's value there they can deliver to other people. Um, and that they can, like, I've seen people making money off of like the craziest things. Like, I have, uh, I'm in an entrepreneur group now with people who are just like, like, just. Anything you can imagine, people are making six and seven figures off of in this group. That's just the most obscure things that you never think that someone can make money from. Um, and it's just because they're passionate about it and they have the skills to be able to actually do that. 
And so that's what I want to create as the next step is really just to be able to, to teach people how to do that in a number of different ways. Wow, that is so cool. Hey, leaders, I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. Since we started this podcast, every person you've heard from has been one of the incredible alumni of the Student Works Management Program. In large part, that's how I got to meet these amazing people and participate in their development. Starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. Now back to the episode. You know, one of the things that I see in common from all of you is, is that, you know, just, just your goals and what you're up to is, is way more than I want to make a lot of money. You know, it's, you know, you know, hey, what's my community contribution? What's my contribution, um, you know, to the people I work with? You know, you're all just fantastic leaders and how can I coach people? And, and it's just so broad. I just, I just love it. It's just really, really neat. So, uh, so thanks. Thanks, James. And we'll jump to Matt. Yeah. Yeah. So goal setting is one of those things that just became really clear to me when first stepped into student works. Because it was, it was not only just pick your target. And for me, my first year, uh, I always considered myself a top performer. So back then, success looked like go to Mexico. And in my first year, it was uh, 75,000 was the target to, to go to Mexico. So I figured I would go for 80,000, give myself you know, that, that little bit of wiggle room for, uh, for that. So when I first started into it, it was really helpful seeing if I want to make $80,000, what does that look like? If I have an average job size of $1,000, that means I need 80 jobs. If I need to go ahead and book 50% of my jobs on average, that means I need to get 168 estimates. And that means I need 320 leads. And the engineer brain, I was in engineering at the time. Uh, I love that. I was like, really just, uh, I can see how I can get to 80. Yeah. And so I you know, put in the put in the time, put in the work. I had a bit of luck along the way, having some, you know, really great jobs to kick, kickstart things going. But within my first four months, I had already booked 75,000, like before I started production, you know, I'd made it to Mexico. And that's when I started, okay, maybe I, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can, you know, go a little bit bigger. So I upped my goal to, to one, a uh, hundred, hundred. And then I was on track for 120, hit that. And then uh, I decided, you know, maybe I'll do for the moon next year. Um, and I didn't quite hit my goals my second year. So what happened is the second year, so I ended up doing 120 my first year. That felt great because especially along the way, I kept having those micro wins. That's what I'm seeing now is really, really valuable is having those moments where, you know, celebrate the success along the way, because it can be so easy to just have have a target and go for it and stop at nothing to achieve it. And then there's the next target. But along the way, just feeling that, that gratitude and that fulfillment of, Hey, I, I did this, those small wins really, really add up uh, what I've seen. So my second year, I took the opposite approach. I went, all right, big, hairy, audacious goal. Let's uh, let's break the all time record, which at that time was two, 200 and something. And uh, you know, worked really hard. I decided to go a different route that summer and see how much can I do in a little amount of time. And so from that, I I did the same size business as my first year, just working a lot less. But I didn't achieve that goal and that gap. There was uh, there there was a gap there. And for me, that was uh, I I realized that those little wins along the way really do help to to get that. Um, that fulfillment because there, there was that I didn't quite achieve what I wanted to do. I still did an amazing size business, but I need to celebrate success. And that was one of the big lessons in goal setting that I learned. Um, in fact, there's this really great um, equation that I love. It's called the motivation equation. And it says motivation equals your value of achieving something 
times your expectancy, but it's divided by your impulsivity. So, you know, in student works, let's say it's, you know, it's raining today. I don't feel like marketing. I, I just won't go marketing, you know, impulsive choices. Um, divide by your delay as well. Am I going to achieve this thing five years from now? Or am I going to go out marketing today for a few hours and achieve the win today? So the, the longer the time delay, the, the less motivation you have. So that was a really great lesson that I learned from that. Third year came back, um, ended up breaking the record that year, and then getting past the same year. It was a really amazing year and a lot of fun um, having that challenge and camaraderie with Dylan. Uh, so that was another thing that just really helped with achieving those goals is those, those analytics. And then also that competition, that leaderboard of let's, uh, let's, you know, take on those beasts of the, uh, the other entrepreneurs out there that are just crushing it. Let's see if I can, if I can keep up. No, that's, that's so great. And, and you can see how, how all of you are achieving way more in community. Right. You know, you're connected, you know, for our leaders, you know, hopefully you're getting they're connected. They're connected to each other, but they're connected to other people. They're developing a network of people to sort of bounce ideas off and learn from and, and finding mentors and then also finding people that they're coaching. One of the greatest things about coaching is when I coach someone, I'm actually relearning it myself. You know, that's just such a such a great thing. OK, all good. And then again, if I'm telling someone that they should do something you know, I, I better look in the mirror and looked and go, Hey, am I doing that? Right. You know, it's really easy to say something. And so our levels of integrity are, are going to make sure that we're doing that. So, um, so productivity question, um, uh, gentlemen. So how did you learn to manage your time and boost productivity as a business owner with student works? And what did you have to change about your day-to-day -day life to accommodate that business and success? So we'll go to Adam. Um, yeah, for, for me, I guess, uh, productivity is one of those things that, um, actually I, I would say I, I, str I struggle with on a day-to-day -day basis. It's, it's, uh, it's funny cause looking at it, it's like, oh, well, you're, you know, you're, you're doing this, this and this, which seems so good. So you must be really productive, but yeah. it's, 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 it's probably one of my, uh, my biggest struggles. And I find that, um, I find that the, um, the things that I've learned and all the way starting from student works was that, um, there's this thing out there, uh, which I call resistance and it's, uh, it's generally resistance to, um, to anything that is good for you or that you want to achieve or that you want to accomplish, or that could be helpful to you. There's this general resistance that is always basically telling you no. And it's, it's really strong and it's, very conniving in a way. And, and so I, I learned that from, uh, from, from early on with Stunorks, for example, is that I made sure that I tackle it. Um, you know, uh, first I need to set my goals, like Matt was just mentioning, and I need to then break it down. And then from that, I need to create a structure, like a solid structure for me to tackle my goals, um, on a day-to-day -day basis and on a weekly basis. And I always need to go back and, and relook at, you know, how, how did I do and what do I need to do to, to improve my structure in order to accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. And, and I still to do that to, till this day. Um, you know, the biggest thing is just having a strong set of set of habits and a good structure. And, uh, and, uh, and, and that would be, I find is the best way to, to kind of combat that resistance that's trying to always like hold you down. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's great. I love that. I love that. And, and again, it's, it's one of those things for our leaders. It's, it's not, you know, someone who's achieving really amazing success at, at, at a crazy young age. It's not like, Oh, they got it all handled. It's like, Oh yeah, I got this. You know, yeah. it's just not how life works. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, exactly. you know, yeah, exactly. You know, cause, cause, cause again, so often it's like, Oh yeah, they've just got it easy. Something, something's just making it easy for them. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. We all struggle. That's how life yeah. works. You uh, know, just kind of regroup. Exactly. Yeah. I, I would say I, I generally, uh, struggle every single day. I, I, I definitely don't. And I, and I like that struggle. I think it keeps me moving and it yeah. keeps me on point. So, um, so, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's just part of the battle and yeah. you just gotta, you just gotta tackle it one day at a time. Yeah. And that's why it's hard, right? That's why it's hard to do really great things in the world. So, uh, so thank you, Adel. Uh, James. Yeah, I think, 
like for me, I've got a lot, a lot to share about productivity. I recently went through about an eight month stint when I was starting this business where, um, where I just got, I developed, I would say machine like productivity where I literally would wait. I woke up at the same exact time every single day, seven days a week. I had the exact same routine every single day. I had like my meals delivered. So I never didn't have to leave the house. I pretty much didn't leave the house except for like half a day on Sunday. Um, and, uh, and just like was able to grow the business to a hundred thousand dollars a month within in, in our eighth month is when we, when we cracked that threshold and realized that through doing that, that productivity is not necessarily the only thing. <laughs> it's a great thing, but not the only thing. <laughs> making, um, yeah, making great money, winning. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It doesn't work right. so well for relationships. Um, it doesn't work so well for, for health and other things, but, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think, I think like a big part of that, like my ability to do that. And actually I did, I did it while still going to the gym three to four times a week um, and still eating healthy. So I maintained my fitness because I knew that um, like for, for longevity purposes, I wouldn't be able to sustain that kind of productivity if I wasn't taking care of my health. Um, and I think a big part of it that I learned from student works is integrity, like just actually doing what you say you're going to do. And there's two parts to that. There's like, there's the actual saying you're going to do it and putting a structure around that. Um, so planning things out. And I think now I take that to a further extent and I, and I absolutely love routine. Um, like for the first two hours of every single day, I'm on autopilot. I don't even think about what I'm doing because I'm doing the exact same thing every single day. Um, and I think that, that is really something I found to be really, really effective. Um, and I guess like the, the piece of that that I learned from student works was just, if you say you're going to, you're going to do something, you're going to, that means you're going to put it in your calendar. You're going to set reminders in your calendar. For me, I'm going to set alarms to remind me to look at my calendar because I, like, I forget this stuff. Um, and just actually having that structure and planning it out. And like, now I have a journal and I write down, I plan out my day, like every, every in 30 minute chunks from when I wake up to when I go to bed. Um, and then there's the doing what you say, there's like the actual planning it. And then there's the doing it. And that was a huge, huge thing from student works. I remember, um, like from must've been from January training, but it was something that just always stuck with me is if you have an estimate at 11 AM, that means you have to be there at 10 to 11 or quarter to 11. And that means that you have to plan to be there at half past 10, because you're probably going to hit traffic. You're going to have some good car troubles, whatever. And so I remember like every single estimate for both of my years, like I never showed up a minute late to a single estimate. I walked to the door five minutes before the estimate started every single time. And if I wasn't five minutes early to the estimate, in my head, I was late and I was panicking. Um, and that's something that um, I think has just been massive. Like this idea of if you say you're going to do something, you just do it, like no matter what. Um, and if, if there's something crazy that comes up, you're in communication with people about that, that like, hey, this is, this is the new expectation to set. Um, like that to me is massive. And I see like a lot of people, I mean, like different mastermind groups and a lot of people struggle with, they have that with other people, but they lack that with themselves. And when they say to themselves that they're going to do something, then they don't do it. And that like is something that I've always struggled with too. Um, and I, it's like a constant evolution. And I find the better I get at that. And that's why I love routine because it makes it a lot easier. I don't even have to think about it. I just automatically go and do it. But the better that I get at actually doing that, the more productive I am and the easier everything, everything gets around me. It's just like doing what, like saying it and putting it into structure and then just having a relationship with yourself where like you just actually do whatever is in the planner, no matter what. Awesome. Awesome. I love, I love that. Thank you very much for sharing that for our leaders. Um, you know, that's just, you know, totally right on. Uh, Matt. Yeah. So productivity is really one of those, those multipliers is how I look at it is if we can do more in less time, then that just means you know, we've got more free time and we can also accomplish a whole lot more. So that was something I definitely struggled with as well for a while. Uh, and actually one of the, one of the things that I remember from student works that I still recommend to so many people is the 168 hour exercise. So here I was coming into this program, you know, like most people, uh, figured I was a top achiever. I don't waste time. Uh, that's not what I do. I'm, you know, I'm productive for sure. And so then my district manager, Jake said, Hey, Matt, for one week before we even go marketing, I just want you to track what you do every 15 minutes of the day, just to, uh, just to see where, where your time is going. But, oh yeah, here, I'll, I'll show you Jake. Look, I got my 40 hours of classes and then I've got my go to the gym and then 
somehow 168 hours uh, filled up pretty fast and realized, wow, there really is a lot of wasted time here because uh, you know all of us on this call are achieving amazing things and at such a high level. So if we if that's possible, and you know some of the other tycoons out there, like I really look up to Richard Branson as well. Like how how do they do what they do in, in such a small amount of time? Because we all have the same 168 hours. We just have to find the highest leverage use of our time. So that got me in student works. Just how can I how can I do the things that add the most value and outsource everything else? And that's how I built a really big team of people because I knew that top down, if we had more people with that ambition and they want to make money and I can support that through the business model, then I would happily pay people, you know, 20, sometimes my marketers were making 50 bucks an hour, but I knew that that the value of my time was a lot higher than that. If I go and I sell a, uh, you know, a $2,000 paint job, then on an hourly basis, that's, you know, in the hundreds of dollars per hour. And I realized that I'm wasting my time if I'm doing anything that I can pay somebody else to do where they're happily making a good income. Uh, and so I realized that productivity was was one of those things that I needed some work on. So I actually purchased, uh, I got recommended by a good friend from Student Works, actually, Michael Hawley. I uh, introduced me to Darren Hardy. And one of his programs is uh, insane productivity. I love it. I'm so I'm I didn't continue my education, but I in in typical school, but I've purchased so many online courses and all the things that I'm really interested in learning about. Uh, because like you said, James, the, you know, the, the current education system isn't really set up for success and for uh, finding things that make you happy and fulfilled. So I decided I'll take education into my own hands. One of the biggest ones that I've been implementing now is Insane Productivity by Darren Hardy. So he talks about uh, you mentioned this as well to me, Chris, before the putting your big rocks first. You try and fill up a bucket full of um, full of stuff. If you put the sand and you put the small rocks, it gets really easy to not have any room for the the really important stuff. The you know time to with friends, with family, for your health, relationships. It's uh, but if instead you put the big rocks in first and you fit all the other things around it by just um, staying in integrity with your schedule with figuring out what really makes sense to have in my uh, in my day-to-day routines, then you can fit all that in and still achieve so many things because you're putting your priorities first. So between that and the figuring out exactly what your hourly rate is, like Darren Hardy says, everybody should aim to make at least $250,000 a year. On average, that's $125 an hour for the average working year. So if you're doing, if you're wasting time, if you watch a 20 minute video, you are literally lighting, you know, $40 on fire. He said, just go, go do that. Go burn up your money. Cause if you waste time, then that's what's happening. Now it's really good to have recovery time, but not, not distractions and not, not things that are taking you out of deep work blocks, which is so valuable in today's society because of all the inputs that we get. So those are some of the biggest ones that I got from in terms of productivity through student works and also, uh, other studies on the subject. That's that's awesome. Uh, well, th- you know, thank 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 you, Matt. I, again, that's just such great great value. So um, so we've got one final question, and and uh, and it's kind of funny watching because the, the you know for, for a bunch of our our, our listeners and, and leaders, you'll be you'll be just listening to this. And so we've got Adil Jahari down in Chicago. Uh, take, taking some time off with some friends uh, uh, golfing. So he was in a hotel. Now he's in a car going to the golf course. And we're committed to concluding this in time so Adel, Adel gets to go golf because that's how life works, right? You go and say, how can I do all the things? Adel wanted to make a contribution. So did Matt and James here to, the, to our listeners and to our leaders and, and contribute and give back. And he wants to play golf so we can make it all happen. So that's exciting, Adel. So thanks, thanks for making it work. So the last yes, question. I hope, I hope the noise isn't too, too rough. Well, what I've been doing is I've, I've figured out I've got this button called mute. So I've been just muting yeah. it. And so it's just like, oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. So, so transition. What did you feel your biggest challenges were transitioning from student works to the field in which you currently work? What skills do you feel you brought with you? So Adel. Yeah, that's a great question. 
for me, I guess, just based on the industry that I decided to transition into, it, uh, the good part about going from StudentWorks into the current industry is that it was actually very similar uh, regarding structure and how to approach it. So, uh, so to me, it was actually a lot easier than most likely for most people. Um, the biggest thing for me was actually learning uh, the different service that I was getting into. Uh, that was probably one of the hardest parts. But uh, other than that, you know, all of the, the skill set and the knowledge that I learned regarding marketing and sales and approaching customers and running production and time management uh, through StudentWorks was actually almost, uh, almost a, a, a copy. It was just very similar. So, uh, so I didn't have too difficult of a time transitioning from the program with StudentWorks into the current business that I was in at least for the first uh, couple of years to get it off the ground. Uh, now that w- the point that we're at, we're obviously a, a larger business and that provides its own set of challenges. Uh, but those are things that we kind of figured out and we learned on the way and, and experience tends to, uh, to make that easier as well. Yeah, no, I think that's great. And, and I know a lot of times, and I can only imagine, um, you know, so, so for me, when I came out of student works, I actually just re-entered it. You know, I just kept going and then I got the opportunity to be a partner. Then I, I bought the business. So so it really it's it's um, when I was coming out of school wondering what to do. Um, I guess I chose this rather than choosing something else, because I know so many of our young leaders are like, what am I going to choose to do? And so so in many ways, this this model provides a pretty easy fit. If I want to be an entrepreneur. Wow. I can I can do something like what Adel's done. There's just so many opportunities in that space and in the you know home services businesses, et cetera, et cetera. There's lots of our past operators have been monstrously successful. Or gee, I can I can use my incredible sales skills that you know Matt talks about, creates all this money per hour. Um, you know, and I can see a great future there. And if I love sales and I want to contribute that way, that's great. Both of these other two gentlemen, though, you know, that's that's a lot more, at least for me, a lot more of a hard time sort of just figuring out how did you figure this out? So, so James, why don't you share and then we'll have Matt share. Yeah, I think for me, like the, there's two big, big challenges that come to mind. Um, one's one's really practical cash flow. Um, just figuring out yeah. that uh, outside of the this vacuum, uh, this really nice, like I think um, student works in a lot of ways is like, it really, I really do look at it as the best possible way to learn entrepreneurship because you get, you get real, a real experience in entrepreneurship rather than like getting taught entrepreneurship by someone in a classroom, which you like does in my belief is that like that just isn't even possible to accomplish that successfully. Um, but you get to learn it where you kind of have the bumpers on where like there's someone that's looking at your income state. Well, there's someone that's making income statements for you first off. And there's someone that's helping you and, and, and making sure that you look at those income statements. There's someone that's managing your cash flow, your accounting, your, your money in, your money out. Um, and so for me, uh, money would come into my bank account and I go, oh, look at that, we have profit. And then I would forget about the expenses that we had. And cash flow, just like, and managing that and realizing the logistical challenges around that. Like, obviously, StudentWorks already has set up all these different things, like the line of credit with the paint supplier and these different pieces that help to make cash flow work. But in our business early on, we didn't have that. So when when we had like, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in rent roll going out to to rent the properties that we were managing initially on, on Airbnb, and then we had cleaning bills to pay and these different things, but then Airbnb might not be paying us out right away. So now we've got to figure out a way to make all that work. Um, so like from a practical side, cash flow was really challenging and something I had to learn. Um, and then from um from another kind of side of it, community was a big thing that, um, that I lost uh, getting out of student works that I found really challenging. And that's why now, like I talk about, there's two mastermind groups I'm a part of. There's a, an online community that I'm a part of that, that like is literally all people doing the exact same business that I, exact same business model, I should say that I'm doing. Um, and I've learned to surround myself with that. And one of the masterminds is actually a mastermind that I created out of a need to connect myself with other like-minded young entrepreneurs. Um, because I, totally it's not even that i underestimated i knew it was valuable but i just didn't recognize how valuable it was when i was in student works um, to be around people i think we've pretty much all talked about being motivated by the people that were doing better than us that had bigger goals than us and just being able to talk about and work through challenges with people who actually um, understand what you're going through like 
I have very few friends who I can talk to about my struggles with my employees and my struggles with my cash flow and my struggles with different parts of the business because they just can't relate. Um, and so having that to me is just like so, 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 so valuable. And it's something that I'm like always making a conscious effort to make sure I have structures in place to have those kind of communities. Uh, because once I left student works, it wasn't something that was just already there and, and ready and packaged up really nicely for me. Yeah, no, I think you're so right. The culture of high performance in our, our, our business and just the incredible culture that's been developed. And, and like you said, as well, it's, you know, the structures that are just in place that we've built over the years. And I, and, and again, it's going to, oh yeah, that year we put this in and this in and this in and this in. And, you know, we actually are, our, our district managers, our operators, we can tell whether our operators have read accounting statements. So our district manager, James was our district manager, made sure, you know, oh, you know, Becky's not reading our accounting statements, you know, now, no matter what, James would review the accounting statements with them. But, you know, Becky, you know, you didn't open your accounting statement, you know, and, and, and again, that doesn't exist in the real world. No one's going to make sure that you're 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 reading your banking statements. It's just, you know, they, there's the impact is, you, you know, well, you're you're driving blind. Right. And that's a problem uh, in your life, whether you're an entrepreneur or not. So so uh, that's awesome, James. So, Matt. Yeah. So the biggest challenge that I got first out of the gate with student works was the fact that I could do anything that I wanted to do. And for me, the, the infinite choices that were available to me, uh, it was, it was almost a bit too much because here you go and you get a, a model from student works that you can apply to anything you want to do. If you add value, if you surround yourself with great people, if you have the, the administration, the sales, the marketing, uh, you can just apply that to, to any opportunity. And so I actually tried out uh, you know, a bunch of different things at first, just, okay, maybe, maybe over here, okay, that, that wasn't aligned with my values. Let me try this. And uh, what I eventually settled on was, again, seeing that the success that Corey had in real estate, I thought, okay, that's, that's one area of life, that, that cash flow that I, I need to build up if I'm going to want to really create that the impact that I have. I got to first take care of my basic needs, and so because uh, so had like you said, James, all this success brought in all this money, and then woohoo, I'm rich. And then wait a sec, uh, the the accounts kind of went down. Like after my second year of student works, I ended up going on a six month bicycle trip, which was just really eye opening and really a great time. I worked really hard with student works, had all this money, and then I decided to go on a bike trip, had all this time, and then bank account drained. So came back, how do I go and, uh, you know, it's not just about making money, it's about, it's about keeping it. And so that's what really got me inspired to go into real estate was that um, the fact that when you go and you create this value with people, that you can really have a, uh, a legacy. You can have uh, generational wealth through building up this uh, this ongoing, essentially cash machine. So it was something that I knew. All right, if I if I put in uh, five years, then I can build something that will set me up for lifelong success. And from there, I can go and really do whatever I want to do. Actually, I'll never forget one of the people that Chris you invited to one of our trainings. Uh, his name is Jason um, Jason Lewis really successful entrepreneur. And he, uh, he said that he said, you know, if you're just willing to outside of school, once you're done everything, if you put in, uh, he said five to seven years of just a really solid effort, you can set yourself up to really have the kind of life that you want to have. And I, I really took that to heart. And, uh, so yeah, once I, once I decided on that, once I finally got a little bit of clarity, the next challenge uh, was that I was going into an industry that was mostly dominated by 40 and 50, 60, 70 year old people. And here I am this, uh, I think I was like 19 at the time, going up to realtors saying, Hey, let's write some million dollar offers. Let's see. I got laughed at multiple times um, for, you know, wanting to buy. Well, you still look like you're 17, Matt. That's so. true. That is very <laughs> true. I'm hoping it'll pay off one day. <laughs> it does. It yeah. does. I look really young now. So yeah. <laughs> yeah 28 if I remember, right? That's yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so in that case, then uh, I just had, I had that confidence from student works. I knew that if I provide results, it doesn't matter, you know, outward appearances, it doesn't matter, um, you know, that there's all these challenges because 
Another really great quote that I love is confidence is your belief in your ability to figure things out. And that's what I, again, really got with student works is, you know, at the time and like as, as challenges come up, they, they seem like the worst thing in the world. You know, if a painter spills paint or if a client is giving you a hard time, it was, you know, in the moment, it could be really tough. But the knowing, looking back, like I handled that. And it's those tough times that really build you into a strong person of, of character and of, um, again, that, that confidence that you can just figure anything out. And so another quote I love, the, the obstacle is the way. So sometimes those, those really challenging things are what it takes to, uh, to really have breakthroughs. And so that was, that was one of the biggest ones that for me was, you know, getting that uh, confidence that here I can come in, I can go ask people for millions of dollars to buy really amazing assets that produce them value for their kids, for their, their lifestyle. They create uh, essentially mini versions of themselves and whatever they do by providing income producing real estate. I was actually just having a negotiation with a good friend who's a, an overseas business owner uh, worth millions of dollars. And he was challenging me on uh, equity stake in a building that we're buying, buying a 12 unit apartment building and he was saying, I, I just don't see how the, the sweat equity is worth it. But I knew here's, here's the value that I provide. Here's the, the confidence. Here is what I provide. You have to do absolutely nothing. And I'm going to give you uh, an ongoing steady asset. I'm going to manage it. If anything goes wrong, it's all on me. And I will make sure that you get paid all your money back before I ever make a dollar. It becomes really easy to raise money to accomplish huge goals. And uh, when you have that, that belief, that confidence, and again, just all those business skills that I've learned from Student Works that I can apply and just know that no matter what happens, I can figure it out and uh, I'll, do, I'll do really well with it. Fantastic. Well, that's that's so awesome. Like this has just been a really remarkable podcast, gentlemen. I know we're running right up against eleven o'clock, so I know Adel's got the opportunity to jump off, um, uh, and I know he hasn't just because I can see the shadows. He hasn't quite um, uh, got to his destination, but but then we can uh, we we can we can know that we're in we're, we we are in integrity um, uh, with with what we promised. Um, so. Uh, so, so gentlemen, thank you very much for spending time on the phone today and making another contribution back and all the contributions that you're making to our young leaders who listen and are inspired by what you guys are up to and inspired. I know one of the things is as well that likely will happen is people are going to want to reach out to you. So I know that they can do that over social media links. Uh, over LinkedIn, over over Facebook, over Instagram, um, you know, and uh, and also you can reach out to me if 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 you ha- if you have any trouble, you know, and Chris at leaderspodcast.ca. I know these gentlemen would recommend for you to go if if you're want to have just an amazing you know life and really grow and develop to go to leaderspodcast.com/apply and be able to apply for the program. Um, all of these people have referred people to the program. I know one of uh, Matt's Matt's uh, referrals made it to Mexico was a hundred thousand dollar overperformer. So they regularly refer people to our program. So again, thanks for coming on, gentlemen. Uh, thanks, thanks for making a huge contribution on Friday. Enjoy your long weekend, and I'll let you know when this uh, goes live. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Chris. Cheers. Okay, take care. Cheers, Adel. Enjoy your golf game. Hit him straight. (laughs) 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 Cheers. Bye-bye, guys. Hey, leaders. I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today.
Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.